Switched On on FM 104 and I'm joined by life coach Mark Fennell. Hello. Hello and it'll be to chat to you again as always, Louise. Thank you very much for joining us. So I suppose we've been hearing a lot about triggers all over the place mm. in social media and online. But what exactly are these? What does it mean? Yeah, you, you hear a lot of terminology and a lot of stuff is kind of new. Some stuff is yeah. kind of old and it's like, what is this? And sometimes even the words, they, they change their meaning. So, you know, it's always good to kind of keep up on it. But what is a trigger? Because a lot of people don't realize. I mean, basically, it's when you're you're when you are triggered it means something has as we used to say touched the nerve with you Mm -hmm. it's got an emotional reaction so it's not just someone said something flippantly that means nothing but someone said or did something that gets you to emotionally react now it could be aggressive anger it could be upset sadness anxiety stress it can be whatever emotional kind of uh, on the emotional wheel of emotions but it basically gets you to react because it obviously means something to you or you've had a past experience For example, sometimes people might say when they're told to do something by a boss, listen, I need you to get this done by five o'clock. And they've always reacted because they used to have a really bad controlling boss. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, that's just like my old boss. And they react. Mm -hmm. But yet it doesn't mean that the boss is the same as the old boss. The point is triggers can be based off our past of something that maybe brought us harm or upset us or just gets us going. And whenever we see it show up again, we emotionally react. And the downside is, is that people don't always realize that the actual trigger, for example, might not be the same for every person. I was also going to ask you, how do you know if it is a trigger? Do you know? You you know what? For a lot of people, they kind of assume that their triggers are the same as everyone else's. And I think that's a bit of a mistake we make because what, what gets one person upset may not upset the next person. And sometimes you'll see people go from not to 100 and go, mm-hmm. why are they so bothered by that? Because they've clearly been triggered. Mm-hmm. So one of the things to know is that if you find yourself getting into an emotional state that when the dust settles, you kind of say, you know what, I wish I hadn't have done that. Well, maybe look at what set you off. That's how you know there might be a trigger afoot. The, the idea behind it is some triggers are perfectly fine because if there's something that morally are wrong, they will anger you. And that's an understandable reaction. But it's when they're getting you to react, this trigger, and it's not something that, shall we say, should get that level of a reaction. That's when you know, okay, there might be something deeper here. Why am I letting this thing bother me so much? And that's a good way of doing it. In fact, I always say journaling, you know, a lot of people kind of think journaling, is that any good? But if you're not sure, start taking note of patterns or just basically, you know, every evening it could be, start writing down for yourself, you know, how did my day go? What, What annoyed me and why? And you might actually, and I've seen this with clients, they start to see a pattern over time. They go, you know what? The same thing, same conversation always gets me going. Why is that? Sometimes it's not justified and then other times it is or sometimes it's slightly a a minor trauma that needs to maybe be processed a little bit better. So it's most likely something inside you rather than the other person. It's just how you're taking it. Is that right? Yeah, it can be. I mean, that's what a trigger is, basically. It's not that the... You see, you will get people you know who are nasty people who will trigger you intentionally like a narcissist for example not you know if you want to discuss that will intentionally trigger you because they want you to be emotionally reactive because now they know they have one up on you Mm -hmm. because it's like everything whenever someone in an argument discussion conversation gets heightened in emotion if they're trying to prove a point they generally will fail because they're so heightened they're now more in their emotional side of their brain as opposed to their analytical rational side so they can say things that later on they might regret so a trigger is very much down to the person 
but certain people will actually exploit it and if they know that triggers you they'll do it just to get to as we say to wind you up mm-hmm. so some people will actually play off triggers as well and you mentioned narcissism there and narcissists we hear a lot about that online but is there a point yeah. where you kind of start to question you know if what you're doing is genuine and whether or not you might be the problem yeah, now this is, I only share this on my Instagram and I could not believe you know, the DMs, people saying, you know what, I always thought I was the narcissist or, you know, he or she said I was the actual problem and I started thinking maybe I'm the narcissist. When it comes to narcissism, first and foremost, a diagnosed narcissist is a disorder, you're right? So it's narcissistic personality disorder. That's the actual disorder level. Now, they say only one to two percent of the American public, for example, are actually narcissistic. Now, the argument is that most narcissists won't go to get diagnosed, so there's probably a whole lot more just going mm-hmm. undiagnosed, which is fair point. A narcissist, in every essence of it, they lack empathy. They have zero. So they don't think like you or I. They think very different. They only think of self. So it's all to do with themselves. They will like you if you help them with their image, their financial situation, if you help them with their agenda, their goals, they will like you. But as soon as they can't use you, manipulate you, control you, or if you're someone who can't be controlled, they will actually take a dislike towards you and they'll try and turn others against you. So they don't lack empathy, they're purely about oneself. They're driven very differently. Now because they don't have empathy, they will do nasty things and not feel guilty. They'll actually feel they're justified in doing what they're doing. And so a lot of people will say, oh, is that because of their upbringing? There's no clear cut, oh, it's because of the parents or we can't do that because in some cases it could just be from trauma. In other situations, it can be an upbringing. In other situations, it's just the setting that they grew up in. They learned how to adapt. Because a lot of the time, more often than not, they're chronically insecure. So when it comes to narcissism, when someone's wondering, am I a narcissist? The the pure fact that they're wondering, are they a narcissist, is, is, should we say, one of the green flags that they're (laughs) not, if that makes sense. Because a narcissist generally won't ask because they'll say everyone else is the problem. They will blame everyone for their situation. Mm -hmm. They will never look in the mirror. And if they do look in the mirror, they believe they are doing everything right and have it all together. So they don't go about doubting themselves because they're, uh, it's an inflated sense of grandiosity um, is, is what it is. And where it comes from, it comes from the word narcy, which is an old Greek term. And it was about a guy who was looking for beauty. And then he looks in a pond one day and he sees a reflection of himself and he goes, at last I have found beauty. Mm. And it was looking at himself. So that's where the story comes from, which is pretty ah. <laughs> Kind of like that. Notion. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it is kind of nasty, you know, it's not just a, a sense of, oh, I love myself. And it's not yeah. even I'm just egotistical when someone has it, you know, oh, I'm just egotistical. That's why I'm like that. No, it's beyond that. Beyond, it is beyond that. It's pretty it's sinister. Driven by more. Mm. To go on. So obviously we've chatted triggers, narcissism, but to go a bit lighter, a new yeah. trendy word, glimmers. Glimmers. So these are basically the opposite to triggers. They get an emotional reaction that's a positive one. So, you know, you react in a way of like, oh, that's a nice a glimmer of hope, a glimmer mm-hmm. of joy, a glimmer of love. So it's kind of like like a light glimmers, you know, it's giving you that hint of something. Now, a lot of these are so just like triggers, but they're associated with a positive. So it could be a song, it could be nostalgia, it could be a place, it could be any of those things. Like I, you know, when you watch or you hear a certain song and it reminds you of a certain movie of a certain time yeah. of your life and it's like Christmas, for, for example, Home Alone, you know. Um, so glimmers are a really, really positive thing. Now, the, the psychology behind them, which is what I love, is because when we become a little bit more mindful in our day and we start to practice gratitude. Now, I know for a lot of people that sounds fluffy, but if anyone knows me on Instagram, I'm not the fluffy type. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, some people are and I love that, but I'm not the fluffy type. I, as someone says to me, 
uh, are you an optimist or a pessimist? And I said, I'm a realist optimist. <laughs> I'm, I'm a glass half full, but I'm also aware it's half empty. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but psychology has proven that gratitude, right? As if we practice just gratitude in the morning or just starting kind of to I work that muscle as it were and start being, I suppose, having an attitude of gratitude. And it's not going around kind of living in the clouds, but being grateful for the glimmers of things we can be grateful for. Psychology has said or shows that when we start to tune into that, we begin to actually see more. So it's kind of a snowball effect. If we tune into being grateful, we end up seeing more things to be grateful for because we all know the flip side. If we tune into being negative, shall we say we, we, we see more things to be negative for, should we say. So if we're in a negative mindset, our day only gets worse. So glimmers are like the positive trigger, if we call it that. Yeah, looking for the bright side of life. Yeah, say. it is. It is. And they can exist anywhere and anyhow with anyone. Um, and, and sometimes they'll exist with people. And, it, you know, when you when you hear someone's name, you go, oh, yeah, they're great because I, I trust them. I like them. They're always really kind. So it can be in synonymous with relationships and friendships and so forth. So they're a really good thing. Um, and a lot of them come from kind of, I suppose, being mindful, so to speak, and not getting lost in our mind when it comes to negative negativity or negative emotions. Absolutely. And negative emotions aren't bad. You just don't want to stay there. No, you want to be able to find that the good side as well, I think. Yeah, it is. And it's it's not rocket science and anyone can do it. And and the thing about it is, if you ever want to, if you come across someone who's saying negative all the time, they're just a, and you know them, when I think of that person, we all know someone who we think of is a negative person, right? They didn't, they weren't born that way. They got that way through thinking a certain way for an extended period of time. So now they might have been triggered at the start, but they kind of made camp there and they stayed there and they over time become a negative person. But the same is true for someone who'd be glass half full, positive or whatever. They're not just like that overnight. They're not born like that. We're all born kind of pretty much the same from an emotional intelligence perspective. But over time, it's just the environment and the people they surround themselves. All of this stuff influences a person's emotional state, either positively or negatively. You also have a course coming up in January. I do. And this is something different, right? So uh, I'll explain what it is when I give you the name really quickly. It's called weight wellness. And there's a lot of stuff out there that is just not good for people. It's not good for image or it's not. It's just it goes down the wrong path, you know, and, and we I put together myself, and my wife, because she's a personal trainer as well. And we've been looking at this and we tried, tested it and proven it and based a lot of it in psychology as well as other things. And the long and the short of it is we work with a person's mindset and their inner self-image in order to get the external looking well, it all starts within. So it's a healthy way to find your happy self. And that's what it's all about. Now, if people want to learn more about it, weightwellness.ie, check it out, weightwellness.ie. Excellent. Mark Fennell, Life Coach, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thanks as always.